When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast in the echoey room. Mr. Tom Bellingham, what a qualifying we just witnessed. The British weather strikes again. I know. Uh, we didn't have as much rain as we thought we were going to do, but it was still really, really, really good. Uh, this circuit does just deliver some really exciting moments, and uh, yeah, what a quality again. Certainly was. Uh, we did get that rain. Um, thankfully, it didn't happen in a way in which it starts really raining at the start of a session, and you know they've got one dry lap in, and then we have a you know eighteen minutes of rubbishness. Instead, we had the likes of Lando Norris putting in some seriously stellar lap times. I predicted Alex Albon for pole position. Uh, that didn't happen on our social graphics. However, I did predict Lando Norris pole position, didn't I? And that was close. Definitely deserves half a point, doesn't it? Let me know in the comments right now. Let's get into Q1. So it was a brilliant wet to dry session, wasn't it, Tommy? It was. um, but we have to talk about one man, Sergio Perez. Out in Q1 again. Now, I'm not going to be extravagantly harsh because he was the first driver to go across the line. But then Alex Albon was the second driver, I believe, to cross the line. And I think he went into the top 10. Um, So, no, I am going to be extravagantly harsh. What is he doing? Like five non-Q3 appearances in a row. But this is being knocked out in Q1 alongside Sonoda, Joe, De Vries and Magnussen. Perez, his confidence is gone. It has to be. Yeah, I mean, he waited at the end of the pits for ages. You know, like uh, so, so long. And we've seen that because obviously the whole session, it was, it looked like it could rain any moment. It was just one of those sessions where everyone wants to do laps constantly. So Perez waited at the end of the pit lane, but he waited so long that I imagine it's, you know, not, not great for his car, his tyres, everything like that. Didn't get the, the lap he needed in. And then because of the track evolution, everyone improved and he just tumbled from, I think it was Pete, maybe even He went two. first. He went it was, first. Like, yeah. It's, 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 and then, I think sorry, and then, yeah, just tumbled down yeah. the order, basically. So, um I can't, like, this, this has become a traditional part of the podcast where we go, Perez out. Like, how are we still having this conversation? You know, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about Q3. I'm sure you've watched. If you're watched here quality. for a qualifying Yeah, you must review, have watched yeah. Quali. Um, but, you know, his teammates on pole, again. Spoiler alert. No, no surprise. 
So how is Perez not even making Q3? I can't believe it's well, five times in a row. Tommy, you no. came up with something very interesting, which was okay. the fact that Perez is being used as a kind of mule in order to you know, do these bad performances. And then Red Bull can go, well, look, it's not that hard to, uh, not that easy to drive. It's not, it's not a dominating car, it's a dominating driver. You, yeah. can't, you can't hinder Max Verstappen. I know. I, obviously, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek before anyone takes that seriously. But yeah, Perez is just having an absolute stinker. He certainly is. Uh, alongside Sonoda out again. Hmm. Your, your boy. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. No, well, we I, don't want to talk okay, about that. We'll, okay. we'll talk about it. But yeah, AlphaTauri. Um, yeah, upgrades didn't work because they were both out. And then K-Mag as well, his car just switched off, which was odd to see that, wasn't it? With three minutes and 11 to go, uh, which gave us a frantic end to the session, which is what happened. Um, question from at IamFoss548. Do you see Daniel Ricciardo in at least a practice session in the next few races? Because I think it's a waste if he doesn't get into that car with how Checo is performing. No, I don't. I started a bit of a fireball on Twitter where I was like, I want to see Daniel Ricciardo in at the next race and just to see if he can get through to Q3 because I think he would. Um, I still don't think they're going to do anything as radical as that personally. And if they would, I would even say that Liam Lawson would get that shot or someone like that to test the waters, just like Verstappen did and tested the waters in Spain 2016. Yeah. And yeah, the two yeah. Mercedes crashed and he won the, the first race he drove for Red Bull. So. It's getting a little bit concerning. You know how we kind of wrote it off like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. The, the saving grace for Perez is that Verstappen could literally be driving on his own at Red Bull and win the constructors and the drivers. That yeah. is a concerning statistic for all of us, but a great one if you're Sergio Perez. Yeah, you say literally like, a literally, literally, like he is leading the constructors title yeah, on his own. Yeah, Mercedes has like 170 odd points. Max Verstappen has 220-odd. Yeah, so he's, he's dominating the Constructors title on his own, <laughs> which is mad to think about. Um, Sergio Perez is having an awful uh, run of races, um, but you know, da people saying Daniel Ricciardo, um, we'll get into this later, but um, I don't think Daniel Ricciardo is the right guy to put in that car. Um, you know, let's not forget how badly he performed at McLaren, and then you, you're risking putting someone in the car not so, I don't think Daniel Ricciardo would be as, anywhere near as bad as he was in McLaren, but it's still a, you're still putting a risk in, in going for someone like that. But how You'd, much of a risk is it to give Danny Rick a little outing? Just have a little, go and have fun for one weekend. Sergio, you go and sit about what, and think about what you did, all right? Mm, it, yeah, I mean, there's contracts, I'm sure, that would, uh, would go up in flames if that happened. I mean, maybe it's the Sonoda fanboy talking, but I'd much rather see him who's had a race seat jump up and yeah. then it leaves a free seat in AlphaTauri. But then if you put Dan Ricciardo in the AlphaTauri, Liam Lawson's probably like, um, hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a weird, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot more in the summer break, it's a weird position to have not only a Red Bull driver underperforming, but an AlphaTauri driver underperforming. So you actually get a weird situation where no one's ready to jump up to the Red Bull team, but then anyway, you kind of need new people to come into the AlphaTauri team as well. And it's mad to me that when they were such a good driver program that they're weirdly like, don't have any drivers now. I've so got the right. answer. Go on. Nick DeVries to Red Bull. No, just, it may, maybe it that AlphaTauri is so slow, it's not really fitting with his <laughs> driving style. He needs a fast, quick car that you, know, you can predict. Okay. No, absolutely not. That is not going to happen in the slightest. Let's also talk very quickly, uh, Q1, Max Verstappen. Um, he got pole position in the end but he didn't know how to turn up a pit lane. No. I say that again, tongue in cheek, 
but it, he just understeered and crashed into the pit lane, which is something I feel most general punters feel that they would do if they were in Formula One. Yeah, no, these cars are massive and there's a bit of a like, it's not really a, a full wall, but it's like a step, isn't it, into the, the I say new Silverstone wing that shows my age because it's definitely not new. It's like 15 years old now. But um, I actually um, <laughs> walked outside to have a look at this because we, we had um, lovely hospitality this weekend. Shout out. Shout out. Um, and uh, we were, I looked down at the balcony and I was like, you know, I'm going to watch them come out the pits, um, see a bit of the action. And uh, the second I peered over, the Stappen comes out the pits and you just heard a smash. And I was like, oh my God, he's hit the wall. And then I don't know what was louder, the, the, the crunching noise it made or the crowd unsurprisingly cheering because of it. So did, they, did the crowd notice immediately? That yeah, that? yeah, that he'd like had a problem and the Red Bull team came over and like pushed him back and the crowd started cheering and stuff. But uh, very, um, yeah, uncharacteristic mistake. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think we're getting biggest flop for that one yet. No, well, look, we might have to uh, <laughs> because there's not really anything else that we could at this point. Did you think championship back on when you saw that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, let's move on to Q2. Uh, out in this session was Hulkenberg, Stroll, Ocon, Sargent and Bottas. Uh, Bottas, as far as we're aware right now, is set to be excluded because he couldn't um, give a fuel sample after stopping out on track. Um, not that that really would have affected anything. He qualified 15th anyway. Um, I want to say disappointing for Logan Sargent uh, with a car that quite clearly had some minerals this weekend. Albon showed that, and perhaps these conditions didn't really suit the Williams as much as uh, just a bone-dry qualifying session would have after we, what we saw in practice. Yeah, because Albon wasn't uh, as quick as he normally was as well, so uh, perhaps it was the conditions. Like, like we said, it's a lot cooler here today. We had the, the rain, um, whereas you know it was absolute blazing sun yesterday, so maybe uh, Williams will be the, the goats if we went to like... Saudi Arabia or something, but it wasn't a night race. No, no, we're, in, we're, we're definitely in England. Um, so yeah, Sergeant 14th, but disappointing. Ocon as well, had a very odd incident dive-bombing Lance Stroll into mm. uh, the last couple of corners before they started their lap. Those two get on very well. Like, they they're, do. they're they're really mates. close, good mates. And um, I, don't, I think they might have a word about that afterwards, because it was very messy. It was very messy. And then Ocon also, I believe, blocked a Blot Charles, right? Mm -hmm. um, who, they're also mates. But um, yeah, Ocon um, maybe maybe has some post-race penalties on the way. So, post-race? Uh, sorry, oh, post-quali. We're already some not, yeah. not yet. Uh, I mean, it's becoming a bit... If he does, it's be, I've already seen jokes of like... It's become a meme on social media. If you look at any uh, incident now, people go, five-second penalty for Ocon as a comment. Yeah. And if, you know, if he gets penalty again... Uh, it's just becoming even more of a meme, isn't it? It certainly is. Uh, and also as well, I maybe the universe didn't hear me, but I said biggest good surprise, Ocon, <laughs> not, not flop. biggest flop. No mm. more penalties. Get some points, Ocon, and we'll be fine. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Right, let's move on to Q3 now. And, well, we had a big old moment, did we not? Mm. Lando Norris out of nowhere, sticking it on provisional pole with only, I think it was Verstappen and Albon left to set their laps. I screamed. Yes, you did. And so did you. Like, yeah. We were, we were in Mercedes hospitality. To be fair, everyone was cheering. It yeah, was, it was an, true. It, it wasn't it was, like everyone looked at us like... Yeah, but it was incredibly we, exciting. They were like sort of calm, composed cheering. We were like, we'd just seen, you know, the first coming of Christ sort of thing. Like, it was, <laughs> it was intense. Um, but <laughs> we were just like... Losing our minds. We then saw Verstappen with that yellow middle yeah, sector, yeah. and I was like, has, yeah. he, has, he, has he made a massive mistake? He hadn't, and he's still got pole. But a McLaren 2 3. Unbelievable. Good evening. Yes, and uh, I think we need to, I think everyone on Twitter needs to give an apology to Mika Hakkinen, uh, who, who said that McLaren would get upgrades, they'd become, you know, they'd be the biggest surprise of the year. And they would challenge Red Bull. Now, what a shout that is. If, if you go on those, if you find the tweet when Hakkinen said that and look at the replies, everyone's like, you know, a bit like when we do our predictions, like when you said Albon uh, P1 mm. or you, you pick, predict something a little bit different and everyone goes, what are you smoking? What are you drinking or whatever? That, he's got it right. Well, because for, the, now, for now. For now. In a slippery qualifying, yeah. which we know... I dry at the end. But to a degree. To a degree. Yeah. But um, McLaren, maybe maybe it's a chrome livery as well. Who knows? Um, giving them some extra... Maybe everyone's going to go chrome now instead of matte like, finish. Ooh, it's like, heavier, but apparently Ooh. it gives extra downforce. <laughs> but yeah, McLaren. Um, to say that yesterday we had a comment, uh, forget the name, but we're saying, you know, why do McLaren always crush our hopes? McLaren fans absolutely buzzing now, I bet. Absolutely. You've got to say as well, not just Lando, Oscar Piastri. I have said this from day one. This man has got potential and he showed it today. What a performance uh, from the pair of them. Obviously, his best qualifying performance by quite some margin, I yes. think, for, for Oscar. Be interesting to see how wobbly his legs are uh, and his, and his, you know, like, yeah, his the lights yeah. come on because that's going to be a bit of pressure, which he hasn't faced before Verstappen in, in Formula right 1. Verstappen right in front of him, his teammate there as well. Will he go on the offensive? Will he just try and sit in P3? Because right now, McLaren have an amazing opportunity to start clawing back the points that they lost at the start of the year when they were driving tractors. Yes, and you're right. Oscar Piastri, Lando, unsurprising. Unsurprising, you know, he's the star of Quali, it's his home race, getting all the cheers. 
But Oscar Piastri, one, you know, he has shown McLaren that all that faith they put in him, all the controversy to, you know, go through that whole Alpine mm. saga to get him in the car, the controversy of getting rid of Daniel Ricciardo, that's such a loved individual that everyone, you know, wanted in Formula One, putting Piastri in, we, we had many conversations, even though we knew he was really quick, that, you know, is Lando a teammate killer? Is he going to be absolutely terrible? Unbelievable. Like, for him to be that close. And then something I learned, um, because, excuse us, we've been, obviously, all over the place this week in general, so uh, not absorbed the usual wheel knowledge and everything going on in the world of F1. Um, I didn't quite realise this, but Oscar Piastri doesn't have all the upgrades yet. He doesn't have the rear wing yet, and he was a tenth off Lando. So that is an unbelievable performance from Piastri. Um, you know, a rookie, we've all seen how difficult and how much drivers have struggled as, as rookies. Look, uh, you know, the guys coming into the sport have really struggled, and Piastri is doing an unbelievable job. So, um, yes, let's put some respect on his name. Fair play to him. Let's do that. Uh, at Aaron Cole asks, Will McLaren be the next big car behind Ferrari, Mercedes and Aston Martin? Well, why do they have to be behind them? I think alongside them mm. at, at this rate. And one thing that sort of cropped into my mind that perhaps we potentially start to see with the fact Verstappen can literally win the championship on his own is that Red Bull may not take many more strides forward here. And it's actually the teams behind that are starting to take much bigger leaps, like Lando Norris to be a couple of tenths off pole. There are glimpses of hope that potentially as this season progresses, Red Bull, with of course they have the penalty, they have um, these things that they have to take into account with their reduction in the cost cap, that they can't just spend as much as they want to continue developing 22, sorry, 23 and then into 24. So I wonder if we get to the second half of the year, as much as we might not have a championship challenge because Verstappen will be 400 points down the road, we start to see different winners, different pole position uh, sitters what are you laughing at? I, no, I'm just thinking about the, uh, just the, the next bit about the fact that Verstappen, it really isn't helping this theory that the season would be so much better without Verstappen because mm. just, just think how many... You take Verstappen out of the mix and, you know, the season starts with Fernando Alonso, then it's like, oh, is Mercedes back? Then Ferrari have a good performance. Then McLaren would have been a 1-2. Like, this, the, the battle behind Verstappen is actually unbelievable. And the fact that McLaren are now getting in the mix as well um, is incredibly exciting. But my worry, and I've only just really clocked this and now I'm looking at the result and absorbing it, is that Aston Martin were 9th and 12th. And um, yeah, slightly concerned that maybe they've <laughs> they spent all their money at the start of the season and now have no development or, or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, slightly concerned. They are falling they're, off. They're, little, falling, they? they're falling yeah. off. And, uh, you know... Uh, the Alonso no, podium hype train oh, no, is de derailing a little I've bit. I've not made it, it uh, you know, it's no surprise that the, the thing I most want to see this year is Fernando Alonso win a Formula One race again. And... It looks less and less likely, yeah, doesn't it? I'm like, oh, why are they going backwards? But... Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see. Uh, let's talk about Alex Albon. Of course, we were hyping him up a lot after practice, and I think with, with fair dues as well, because they were very quick in those bone-dry heat, like really hot conditions. 
didn't really work out as well, but still, Q3, not bad. Uh, question from Poetra 97 Do you genuinely think Albon could have done better given his running in free practice? I'm not saying pole or anything, you're being too optimistic there, Matt, but is it a top five on the cards given the pace? Again, I think that if we didn't have those changeable conditions, a green track towards the end, because of course it's been washed away by, the, uh, by all the rain, Perhaps he could have been. I think I said before qualifying, I think Alex could genuinely get a top four. You seem to agree when we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. But having these changeable conditions, it, it just sometimes doesn't work in your favour. And I think they'll still be very happy with P8, don't get me wrong, uh, with Alex. And as we said, Logie Bear, a little bit left on the table, I would say. Um, but it's still very promising, again. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine saying last year that we'd say, Alex Alban, P8 in a Williams... Not a bit disappointing, not what they expected. I mean, that just shows the strides that Williams have made. Um, and look, uh, in the, it's going to be interesting to see what, what they can do in the race because we don't tend to see Williams overtake anyone. They just, they're that, normally that car that just <laughs> stays out and no one can get past them. So maybe Albon goes for like a long strategy or something and... Uh, does well there. But. Yeah, it just stays out for however many laps, 50 odd laps on the hard tyres, doesn't pit till the last lap and um, gets some points. That'd be lovely, wouldn't yeah. it? A question from Lucas AI104 76140. Teams are definitely changing positions and getting to the top throughout the season. If we ignore Verstappen specifically, is this irrefutable proof that the cost cap is working? That's an interesting question. Mm, uh, it's I, hard to know because it has its, and there's so many people have said this, it has it's pros and cons. And obviously the biggest con is that teams, we, we went to Williams, didn't they? And they said the same thing, that they can't, they've now finally, for the first time in years and years and years, got someone pumping money into that team and they can't actually use it because they have to, you know, stick to a, a cap and everything. So it it's makes- a long the, it's, process. It's, it's, yeah, it's and it's hard year. to catch Red Bull, but, with everyone else, yeah, it is epic. It comes back to the, the fact that if there was no Verstappen, the title would, and every race, it seems, would be very different and really exciting. He can't get pole every race, <laughs> can he, Tommy? He can, and that's why I bag the point. You are honestly a scumbag. Imagine, Maybe, imagine you had another Perez in, in the car today, by the way, and they're 16th and 17th. That, like, we wouldn't know that Red Bull was as good as, yeah, well, is it as good as it is, or yeah. is it just the perfect combination, like we said, of man and machine, just driving so well that, you know, may, maybe that one moment out the pit lane is just the, the only time he's going to show a bit of weakness. Who knows? Also want to mention before we go, Charles Leclerc, out qualifying Carlos Sainz by a whopping one hundredth of a second. Um, those two still unbelievably close again. George Russell right behind, getting out, uh, out qualifying Lewis Hamilton, which I'm sure didn't go down too well with the uh, Team LH fans here this weekend. Um, Gasly outperforming um, Ocon, Alpine still an incredibly difficult team to judge where on earth Very. they sit. Um, but you have to say the star of qualifying has to be McLaren. Where do we genuinely think they're going to finish though? come the end of Sunday, for me, I think they're right in the fight with Ferrari, with Mercedes. They're ahead of them. They've got both of them as well. It's not yeah. like Lando's on his own and he's going to have to deal with Leclerc and Sainz doing split strategies. He has Piastri with him, who Oscar hasn't, for this season as we've seen it, been a few tenths off Lando in the, in the race, but not catastrophically bad. 
that he's going to lose his rear gunner straight away. So I think it's very crucial that they try and keep those positions at the start to then allow that strategy to unfold. Yeah, I could see I could see Lando legitimately fighting for a, for a podium. P3? Um, P3? Yeah, I, I think P3. I, I could, could see it happening. I, I did also predict Perez to win, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Whoops. Um, yeah, my Hamilton prediction is not looking great. Um, Mercedes, yeah, it's weird because they're, they're not miles off, but they're, they're not looking great compared to the others. But, yeah, I mean, behind Verstappen, we've got two McLarens, two Ferraris, two um, Mercedes. Mm. So... Um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating tomorrow, and I just hope it is fascinating everywhere, not just for P2. Not just but in the race either, fascinating in the world. Thank yes. you so much, Tommy, for that beautiful piece of insight. And that is it. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening to this qualifying rundown. Sorry about the echo, but we just want to get the content out for you because we love each and every one of you. We are live tomorrow on the main stage. Tomorrow, Tommy, it's tomorrow, 11.30 at the British Grand Prix. <laughs> P1 with Matt and Tommy are going to be live from a racetrack. If you are here, please come and say hello. Um, we probably do a little meet and greet after that and have a chat with some of you. If you're there, hopefully more than four people turn up. And your final thoughts, Tommy, are? That I really want people to show up and support us, but also if there's four people, I'm absolutely fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. No, no, I'm, I am actually, you know, I'm obviously terrified, but at the same time, <laughs> I am really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, we, we said the second after qualifying as well that we were like, please be a banger so we have loads to talk about. And, you know, Verstappen obviously was on pole by a, quite a considerable margin, really, but it was a brilliant, brilliant qualifying session. So we'll have a lot of waffle to chat and I will enjoy chatting about it, pretending I'm not stood on a stage the size of like Glastonbury, Glastonbury main stage <laughs> and uh, seeing loads of F1 fans uh, stood there. So, yes, uh, it's going to be fun. Cool. I've now got legs that are slightly feeling like I'm jelly after, after thinking about that. But it's going to be amazing. Thank you, everybody, for your love and support, as always. And we'll see you very soon for another piece of content. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.